From the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Greetings, beloved. Today, a new day is upon us here from the poorhouse to the palace. I hope you've been following along. This is a point in the broadcast where you're almost going to have to be a bit of a regular listener if you're going to keep up for the next couple days anyway. Yesterday, I gave you a foundation of the book of Revelation. Revelation 6 and Zechariah 6 are parallel passages. They speak of the same thing. We saw four horses coming out of the two mountains of brass. Brass, the symbol of judgment. And uh, again, the two mountains, Christ at Calvary and the second coming. First and second comings of Christ. Sin at Calvary, the world at Armageddon. Uh, you also have Egypt and Babylon. God called the children of Israel out of Egypt and then they went into bondage in Babylon and have never fully been restored since that time. So out of the mountains of judgment comes God's uh, plan and these four horses. And we begin, and I, I gave you again a foundation yesterday for the book of Revelation. You have to go through Revelation by topic, not by time. You establish uh, the content, then the chronology. And uh, so uh, we're going to now begin to look at these four horses. Who are these four horses? Well, the first horse, uh, and, and again, that God had a title deed book to the world. He, he, the, they had a long roll, and it was sealed in seven different places. You cut the first seal, you unroll, you read. You cut the second seal, you unroll, you read. You cut the third seal on the same scroll, you unroll and read. Okay, and, and so this is where we're at today. Here, here's the first horseman, Revelation 6, verses 1 and 2. And I saw when the Lamb, Jesus, it's his title deed, he opens the book. Amen. No one was worthy in Revelation 5. Only Christ is worthy. And I opened one of the seals. The Lamb opened the seal. And I heard as it were the voice of thunder saying, as it were the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, come and see. The four beasts before the throne told John the Revelator, come look at what's going on. And I saw, John said, and behold, a white horse. John saw what Zechariah saw. How about that? And he that, and behold, uh, uh, and he that sat on him had a bow and a crown was given unto him and he went forth conquering and to conquer. This is the um a white horseman with a bowman a white horse with a bowman appears out of the first seal the bow is the symbol of distant warfare and the white horse is the symbol of victory the horseman is the symbol of the attempt for false peace the world will think uh, they have gained a victory with the rapture of the church with the saints that have been gone and taken out of the way oh we're so relieved from all this religious intolerance and oh they think they have peace and it's false peace immediately what happens is a false peace. And this reveals the coming of the man of sin as opposed to Christ, the man of sorrow. This is not Christ. This is the Antichrist. This horseman, this horse brings the Antichrist. He is the key to Satan's plan in Thess- 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. He's coming on a white horse. Why? Because Satan counterfeits everything that Jesus Christ has ever done. Jesus comes at the end of the seven year tribulation on a white horse and the armies which are in heaven uh, follow him on white horses. The Bible says in Revelation 19. So Satan is counterfeiting the coming of Christ. And that, by the way, that's one of the ways, the reasons the Jews will turn and say that he is the Messiah. 
so Christ returns to the earth on a white horse, and and the Antichrist comes to the earth here on this on this white horse. He uses a bow, but Christ uses the sword of the Spirit and the Word of God. Satan cannot use the sword of the Spirit or the Word of God. They are his doom, his defeat, his demise, his destruction. The bow is symbol again of warfare from afar, and he'll make war. You go on in Revelation. He makes war over the entire earth, even though he comes with a promise of peace. Now, let's look at verses 3 and 4 of Revelation 6, and we will see the second horse that Zechariah saw. Uh, if you, and again, for sake of time, I can't go back and read all the scriptures, uh, but if you if you are following along, Zechariah chapter 6, this runs right with the first eight verses, all right? And here we have a more clear understanding. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard another beast say, come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, that they should and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Oh, a great sword. But it's not the sword of the spirit. It's the sword of war. Oh, he comes with peace, but he brings war. The church has been taken out, and the Antichrist has been revealed. This horse is anarchy and bloody warfare. The Antichrist comes promising peace but it's temporary it's not lasting it's not permanent as Christ gives it only brings war remember Satan is the father of all lies uh, for when they shall say peace and safety then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child and they shall not escape that's 1 Thessalonians 5 3 a prophetic verse as well over 50% of the world's population and two out of every three Jews Zechariah later tells us will die within this seven year period the truth is closer to two-thirds of the world's population will die during the seven-year period of tribulation. Now, let's look at verses 5 and 6 of Revelation 6. Let's see the third seal, the third horse that Zechariah saw. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see, and I beheld in the way black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and see, thou hurt not the oil and the wine. The black horse. This shows us what will follow worldwide war. Do you know what always follows worldwide war? Worldwide famine. When the farmer puts down his plow to pick up the sword, the world begins to go hungry. That's why when Jesus comes, they burn the weapons of war and they turn their plow, they turn their beat their swords into plowshares and to pruning hooks. Why? Uh, because peace brings food, but war brings famine, and the world begins to go hungry. The word measure means just enough for one day's meal. A penny was a full day's wage in John's day, and that means a full day's wage will be enough to buy one meal if they take the wheat. And if they take the barley, the poor man's bread doesn't taste as good, a little more grainier, it'll give them three meals. And uh, what hard condition. We think war costs are high now. In the Great Depression of the 1920s and 1930s, businessmen were jumping out of skyscrapers and committing suicide. That will be nothing compared to this unprecedented social chaos that will take place in the tribulation. The wheat and barley are the food of the poor. But all the oil and the wine are the food of the rich. Don't touch that. The rich man's food is never touched. Money runs it. Remember we saw that on Monday. Money runs it. That is typically what has always been in times of famine. We see that there is a two-class social structure over the fourth part of the earth. By the way, we've seen it in the history of the world. And uh, in Joseph's day in the land of Egypt, all the government had all the money, owned all the land, owned every soul, and everybody just worked to survive. Now, let me give you the last two verses here, and we'll see the fourth horse, the pale horse. Verse 7 and 8, Revelation 6, seeing what John saw in the first eight verses. Imagine that, Zechariah 6, 1 through 8, Revelation 6, 1 through 8. 
And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse and his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with beasts of the earth. Oh, death rides a pale horse. Hell was not the horse he followed behind. Why? The church has been taken out of the way. Most people that die in this time will go to hell. Yes, there will people say to be saved. Uh, Jews will be saved, the 144,000, and they'll be sealed and protected. Oh, there will be tribulation saints, but a vast majority are going to die and go to hell. God is judging sin. 19 times you will find these three things together in scripture. Listen to me. 19 times in your Bible, you find the sword, famine, and pestilence. When they fast, Jeremiah 14, 12, I will not hear their cry. And when they offer burnt offering and an oblation, I will not accept them, but I will consume them by the sword and by the famine and by the pestilence. There they are together, sword, famine, and pestilence. Jeremiah 21, 9, He that abideth in this city shall die by the sword and by the famine and the pestilence, but he that goeth out and falleth to the Chaldeans that besiege you, he shall live and his life shall be unto him for a prey. And uh, Jeremiah 24, 10, And I will send the sword, the famine, and the pestilence among them till they be consumed from off the land that I gave unto them and to their fathers. Pestilence is the same as we would call plagues or illness or disease. Pestilence is always highly contagious. The fourth horseman was given the ability to destroy one-fourth of human life on the earth. This shows God's control and the fact that he is still limiting his judgment, at least for the moment. This shows us his wrath on sin and also one last opportunity for repentance before final judgment comes. In 1970, the world population was 3 billion. Less than 40 years later, that is more than double. Our world population is now estimated no less than 7 billion, closer to 7 point five in spite of worldwide abortion in spite of worldwide euthanasia in spite of over 50 people that were euthanized euthanized like cats and dogs in washington state in the use in the in the year 2010 in our own nation and we are etching very very close to that eight billion mark and the truth is it's impossible to number the number of the people of the world god knows the numbers of every hair of every head on every man on this planet though and he knows when that population gets there. Look, we have more than doubled in 40 years. More than doubled. It took 2,000 years to get the world to 100 million people. To 100 million people. And in 40 years, we've gone from 3 billion to 7 billion. Oh, almost 8. Probably 8. You just cannot, you can't number continents like Africa and the remote villages of South America and the mountain people and the Indians. You cannot number the, the tribal people of Malaysia, Mongolia, and China. It's impossible. Oh, look, there, there, is, uh, there is going to be billions of people step out into eternity. Many of them without Christ. Most probably half of them without Christ. Who knows? Oh, beloved, be, be glad that this vision is not for the saint, but it is for the sinner if Jesus comes. Oh, I plead with you again today. Be saved. Call upon the name of the Lord. Trust Jesus in his shed blood on Calvary as your propitiation, your permanent payment for your sins. Confess to God that you're a sinner if you're not saved. Ask him to come into your heart. Repentance and faith. Turn from, from a life of sin. Turn to the one that can save you from sin. Give you a new life by the washing of his blood. Ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. Come into your heart to save you, to take you to heaven before it's eternally too late, before you live under this time of judgment that is so near upon us. Oh, child of God, be glad that God were not appointed to wrath, but will be taken out of the way. Then the man of seal, the first horseman, will be revealed. Praise the Lord for that. God bless you is our prayer until our time tomorrow. No longer a pauper in rags of poverty. You
you've been enjoying the program from the poorhouse to the palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archived broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search From the Poorhouse to the Palace. From the poor-